This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. All right, here's the deal. It's not really training camp. It's not. Let's just stop calling it training camp until like August 12th. It's OTAs. We've squished it all together. I figured it out. It's off-season conditioning, OTAs in one, and then it will be training camp after that. That's kind of the way it is. Yeah. I mean, we got the rundown from Doug Marone today, and that's what I liken it to. Uh, and I still can't get to the feeling of camp. I've tried all week to get to the feeling of camp. At times this week, I was in a bad mood because I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing more. Sure. It's camp. It's supposed to get busy. We're supposed to start shows and all talk football all the time and be out at practice in 100-degree heat. Yeah. Hasn't transpired. And here we are on Thursday. Still hasn't transpired. And I finally come to grips with it's OTAs. Got to get OTA mentality. Sure. Yeah, I mean, to me, training camp is going to start when they put the helmets on and they actually go out there and, I don't want to say do a little hitting, but just do a little running around, let's say, with some with some helmets and some shells on, let's call it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't consider it training camp right now. No. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting, and I didn't directly answer the question, Doug Marone, today, but said he's going back to his college days. He was asked about scrimmages, like, will they do a little bit more of that, some live stuff because of the preseason? And yeah. he kind of... He told, I thought it was interesting because he said, yeah, I kind of went back to my college days. I, I'm embracing this. I don't mind this. It's okay. Like, I'm not angry that we're not doing preseason games. This is the way it used to be when I was coaching college. So he even went back to look at some of his uh, examples of running practice and how maybe how physical they were. He didn't get into that much detail, but yeah. I think you could assume some of the things that he did. Uh, didn't really, unless I missed it, uh, and I have to read the transcript, but while I was listening along, I didn't hear him say the scrimmage part. So we'll see how that evolves over camp and see if they do that. I think other teams have said they'll do some of that. Maybe it was Doug Peterson or or somebody said, yeah, we're going to probably go live a couple of times to get that feel. Sure. Uh, And you would expect so. Not much on the I mean, not much revealing. Uh, Josiah Scott came off the COVID-19 list. Uh, so he's back on the active roster. Uh, Jags have some good news on a lot of fronts. Uh, They don't have any opt outs yet. Uh, unless something happened in the last little bit when I was driving in. Uh, and I don't think they anticipate any from what I heard earlier in the week from folks I talked to. But that doesn't mean people can't change their mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, really the only news is not really news because we know it. And it's Yannick Ngakwe is not in camp. They don't really expect them in camp. They didn't say that, but I can tell you that I don't think they really expect to, to hear or see Yannick Ngakwe for the foreseeable future. In fact, I almost got the feeling that the coaching staff is almost like Yannick Ngakwe is not on our team. Like they're just planning without him and life after Yan, all that, or life without Yan. Uh, And by the way, that's not, don't mix that up with, well, screw him. We don't want him on the team. No, no, no. no. Mm -hmm. I just think they've mentally, that was a feel I got. They've mentally moved on a, Marone hadn't even really talk, hadn't talked to him. Yeah. Uh, so just letting the business take care of the business, and, and if he shows up, uh, well, he'll be ready to go. Well, I mean, they, they have to move on. There, there's no way right now that they, they can build the defense around Yannick Ngakwe. They, you know, whether it's going to be Chase on or regardless of who takes his position, depending what the defense looks like this year, to expect Yannick Ngakwe here to be for you know any time of training camp or even to start the season, it would be naive. So yeah, I mean, I think Yannick Ngakwe situation is one of those where. 
you plan without him. If he shows up, that's an added bonus, and you can fit him in the rotation. You can fit him in where you see fit. But right now, you have to approach this season like Yannick Ngakwe is not playing. Yeah, and uh, we I don't think we'll get much on that. It won't be a day-in, day-out saga. I think it's pretty much been like that for a year, and so it's anticipated that he won't. I did make my bold prediction that he might show up before Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why it's a bold prediction. Probably unlikely to happen. Uh, so we'll see what happens on the Yannick Ngakwe front. Uh, we'll we'll get into what else was revealed today from Doug Marone. I thought a little insight on the on the rookie class and uh, a lot of hurdles, mm-hmm. a lot of hurdles uh, for not only the Jacksonville Jaguars, young players, but entire football teams. Uh, that's evident. That's that's just the way it is. Uh, we're a week into the baseball season. It started a week ago, and uh, had a thought that I want to get into today. Well, first, few surprises. Uh, some of the big guns in baseball. Are not doing well. No. Y- your guy, Yelich. Yelich, Trout. Trout is under 200, I think. Yep. Uh, Acuna has like 12 strikeouts mm-hmm. in the first week. Uh, Judge did it a home run, so he's, he's one back now. Saw but that, that was his first one. It took a week to get a home well, run. Well, he only played four games. Yeah, correct. <laughs> well, yeah, how mad am I, man? When, once you start running up that rhythm of Stanton, man, you had to start and then, you know, you had to stop and start back up again. Yeah, it disrupts the rhythm. I'm upset with that. I want my money back. I think even Mookie Betts has, he's been okay. He's had a couple of big hits, but I think he was three for 22 at one point. I, I don't know what he is now. Uh, we had a little fisticuffs. We had the whole Joe Kelly thing. Joe yeah. Kelly now an American hero, according to some. Uh, but I want to get into something a little bit later. How do you like the second, the, the extra innings? The guy starting on second. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. I, I read an article today I found interesting mm-hmm. about uh, different philosophies and theories and strategies that have been employed already in week one. I think there's now been six extra inning games. And last night's game, I uh, was watching that one. Dodgers-Astros went to 13 innings. Yeah, uh, so, watching that as well. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting how that's, you know, it's, it's not as eye-popping to me because we play in the travel ball world, mm-hmm. and that's normal. So, like, if, if you're not in a pool game but in your bracket play to speed things up, they'll put a person on second base, uh, some softball and baseball. They also have, like, what they – that's called a Texas tiebreaker. They also, mm-hmm. I think, have called a, a Vegas tiebreaker where they'll load the bases with one out. Oh, interesting. So they'll, they'll try that. Yeah. It some, depends what tournament you're in. Sure. Uh, and so I guess we're used to it. And mm-hmm. so the thing isn't as foreign to me, uh, even though it's so different for Major League Baseball – and uh, I want to get people's thoughts on it for the for the first week. Do you like it? Uh, has it bothered you at all? And uh, we'll talk a little Major League Baseball, including some surprises and what's gone down in the first week. Cuz, is it Christmas morning for you? Are you <laughs> fired up? I mean, is that your third 76ers shirt of the week? Trust the process, baby. Third one? I in mean, are row, they different yeah. or the same? <laughs> no, the first one was a gray Sixers one. The second one was a Ben Simmons one. Now, this one's my Joel Embiid one. Very good. Where's the T.J. McConnell? Uh, that that breaking I actually out have in we'll the office. With the Pacers, if they can make a run. The problem is, well, now they don't have Bogdanovich. Um, yeah. So, like, Oladipo shouldn't play. So, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will get into today, because i got to be honest with you. It felt like so far down the road, yeah. NBA and, and NHL, well, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And you know what's interesting? I read up a lot on NHL today. Good for you, man. I see you. I'm actually excited about it. About the NHL? I might might be more excited about the NHL and seeing what it looks like than I am maybe about the NBA or even Major League Baseball. That's weird, by the way, uh, for me. So (laughs) 
uh, I, I'm interested in it, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you some of the reasons why uh, coming up. But uh, we'll talk a little about the NHL, which starts on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're a sports fan now, this hit me today, too. I mean, this is unusual time to have all this going on, but it's a good time. You yeah. know, we've got yesterday we had news like we actually had sports news with the ACC. We've had the opt out stuff going on, but the ACC schedule, we anticipate the SEC will see something soon. So just the idea that we actually had news yesterday was like, whoa, OK, this, this is, is like this is this is kind of different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and not like coronavirus related. Well, it is in a way, but it's not like opt outs and all that stuff. I mean, I'm almost a little bit fatigued on that kind of news. And what are we going to do in high school football? That kind of news. But mm-hmm. this was like a schedule that's changed. It's different that Notre Dame's in the ACC like that was newsworthy. So it got me thinking. I'm like, wow, in the next week. MLB is Heating up and still going, despite the Marlins thing. Uh, NBA is getting into playoff mode. NHL basically begins in playoff mode. Mm -hmm. Training camps and football storylines are happening. College football camps will go on and and happen. Uh, We'll see where high school goes. And then on top of that, you know, NASCAR is kind of coming toward the finish, if you like NASCAR. Uh, UFC has continued to roll on with Fight Island and, and others. And we're getting into the major championship season in golf. Uh, next week will be the PGA Championship. Uh, next week, uh, yeah, next weekend. So, wow, it's fun. Like all of a sudden, September. Once we get football games, like if we get football games, once yeah. we get football games, yeah. September could be like the month of all months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, this is it's starting to feel normal again. Now, granted, when we watch the NBA, when we watch the NHL, and we're watching baseball right now. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel truly like a regular season right there's different things there's no crowd and things like that but like for the most part though with everything that's been going on the past i don't know four or five six months now like to me once the nba and nhl come back then 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 we're back on track brent then we're back to our regularly scheduled programming you know what i'm saying check your local listings so with that being said i'm excited you know because now, I mean, number one, we have stuff to talk about again, which is great. We have other options to watch on TV besides, you know, professional wrestling and UFC. Now we got basketball coming back, and there's baseball out there, too, and everything like that. But there's there's options again, and, and especially um, in this country, we, we are a country that loves to have the options. We are a country that loves everything sure. at our fingertips. We love to see the highlights. We like to see the social media interactions, all that good stuff. But the most important part is that we have options once again, and I think when you have options – that's great for professional sports. Now, don't get it twisted, though. Like, as far as the NBA and the NHL are concerned, I mean, you know, they're going to ho- use the whole bubble model here, which obviously the NBA has kind of proven it's been working so far. We'll see what happens from there. But I think with a little pressure now from the NHL could have is, listen, you have one chance to make a good first impression, right? Like, even MLB, when they first came out, like, all right, yeah, you had a couple guys get COVID, but for the most part, it was, you know, I mean, everyone was tuning into it. Same thing with the UFC. On, on the first card that you uh, had in Jacksonville, one guy got, got COVID-19, but you still had a great card. Now, the Miami Marlins players all getting sick and things like that. Now we have some Phillies players as well getting COVID-19. I mean, as far as optics are concerned right now, I think the MLB is still doing okay. But you just have to remember, when you open up, you have to make sure all your bases are covered so you can put out a good product. Yeah, and keep the product going. Yeah, You know, there's so I have so many conversations right now in TV and radio land where, like, if there are games, please be games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of people from a business side uh, looking forward to that, and I think from the fan side uh, as well. Hey, I, I didn't even do this. I was so... Uh, 
uh, blown away, I guess, by your winning of Twitter yesterday oh. with your Minshew video <laughs> yeah, that thanks. didn't even mention. I, like it came across Facebook this morning. You got the, you got a fight coming up. Oh yeah, I got a fight coming fight up, man. Locked in. I mean, September why do you 12th. wait an extra day to tell us like we should be breaking this kind oh, of news? Oh, that, that was my bad, man. I, um, mean, I was waiting. What are you holding it. back for? I mean, there's a lot going shoot, on. The mid-shoot video. You don't tag ESPN. No shameless promotion for three o'clock. Well, we we well, went over that. We and, went over that. Didn't want to get us in trouble. And now, no shameless promotion for a fight coming up. I mean, I don't know. Do you want me to tag ESPN six ninety? I got a fight coming up. All right, man. I'll be sure to do. Hey, do you thing. see all the shameless promotion I do on social media? I mean, more when, like I, me. when I'm on there, I see a little bit. You want to know what's on there? I just did more shameless promotion. What'd you fact, do? You re- somebody, somebody sent you, Tyler B, sent you a throwback Thursday. Go Jags. Like, that's pretty well done right there. Some artwork. Oh, yeah. One what of those. That? Um, that's, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It's, kind of, it's like a wallpaper, right? Where you. Like, added a wallpaper. Have for... you seen that before? Did he no. have that before? No, Did... I've never so seen he made it. it. Yeah, he made it. Well, so I just said, "Where's mine?" Yeah, it was a custom edit. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question is like, can we I get one? Want... <laughs> <laughs> just Brent like a bunch of action poses, you know, yeah. behind the microphone. Let's Absolutely. get it. Absolutely, I'll yeah. send you the pictures. Yeah, let's get we'll it. Go back but... to the Ashland University days, media league softball, yeah, golf yeah. course. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. I yeah. need my own artist. You know, like all these. Hold on, cause I I, I just got a thought. But all these. Uh, Recruits, yeah. you see what they do when they say they're uh, oh, verbally yeah. committed. Yeah, of and course, stuff? man, it's craziness. I mean, it's unbelievable the artwork. Yeah, I need to find those people. You do? Well, well I mean, you get like your cartoon guy though that can do like the I caricatures. Do. I, I mean, do. That's that a start. Me, like, I wonder how much the other stuff costs. Oh, we yeah, have... this was this was for three ninety nine right here. This was this was uh, on the house. Let's just say <laughs> I was thankful for that. Sorry, Coos. Yeah. Well, I was saying we should get that put on our you know padding we have around the studio. Yes. Just get that art wrapped around it i mean just on one of the panels have austin well, i was thinking all the other of them, one but yeah me the rest could be you and that, well one of the panels well, I'm we just for you to hang something up in your corner over here in the studio <laughs> it's it's so bare just got me i know it's, it's just you it's just a cutout of you meanwhile i got my dorm room going here i got a bunch of things that <laughs> do, rem- remind me of home nobody a little bit. sees the dorm room anymore we hey, don't do the hey, wide shot hey but you know what I see it, and you True. see it. You know what I'm saying? Was, and that's uh, the most important part. I was on a on a call earlier today before you guys got in, and I was just, you know, pacing around the studio, and I almost knocked over this the snowboard, and oh, I had, like, a heart attack. Ooh. Oh, that's fine, man. This thing's so old. Oh, I, okay. I wouldn't mind that. Plus, okay, it's, good. It's, I'll kick it next time. Yeah, you can kick it, man. It's going to hold up. It's all good. We need some artwork around here. We do need some artwork around Maybe here. Maybe after our big major announcement, we'll get some out. Artwork. Now we're talking. Cool is one thing though. If you knock over my snowboard, don't mess up that sticker on the top of it because that sticker's worth two hundred bucks right now on eBay. Is that for real? Yeah, two hundred dollars. Yeah, let's sell it. Well, I mean, then it, we can afford to put stuff on the wall. But it's but it's already used though. <laughs> we I mean, kind like, of operate that way. Who's 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 gonna buy a used <laughs> sticker though? Nobody. You know, like, it's already used. Well, if it's but worth two hundred dollars, we could sell it to someone to sponsor like the, the sticker. Price. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Shout out to Eddie Ayaku, by the way. Very <laughs> good. Yeah. All right. Uh, when we come back, what did Doug Marone say today? What are the big takeaways? Uh, where is this Jaguars football team? We finally have some Jags talk. We're going to talk a little bit about it. I and mean, we did talk a lot about Minchie yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. Oh, it's fun, man. Minchie saved the whole city. I had him saving the whole city yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is Batman, after all. Yes. What, what about Caleb well on Jason? Yeah, yeah, what about yeah. the others? We are actually going to talk a little hockey later on, Tim. We really are. I can't wait, man. I'll tell you why I'm kind of fired up for it. This could be the rebirth, the comeback for hockey. You think so? It could be. How, How are you more excited than I am right now is what I can't believe.
I don't even know who's in it. It's not why. <laughs> hey, literally everybody's in it besides the Detroit Red Wings. Everybody else, 24 yeah, teams invite. got yeah. in. All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Join the conversation. What do you think about the Jags in this rookie class? The Duval doesn't, if you will. Next on ESPN 690. They fight in the swamp and face the eye of the storm. And next... They're coming to ESPN 690. Listen to Action Sports Jacks tomorrow at 5 p.m. for a major announcement. This is ESPN 690, Jacksonville's home for ESPN and the... On the field, how we bring players on the field, you know, and, and, you, and you find things out. And what I mean by, you know, you're constantly learning, it's like, okay, I mean, everyone's been part of a team before. You know, after you're done as a team with a function, what do you usually do? You usually come together and get a break. You know, all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Let's not let's not do that right now. So these are the things that are, you know, that are starting to come out, you know, and, and trying to do it a better way. So from, from really A to Z, everything, you, you can't really say, hey, this is the same. That is Jaguars head coach Doug Marone talking about uh, a bunch of stuff today in terms of how it's working, what they're doing, how it's going. And uh, Doug got the goatee going. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, He's doing everything from, you know, kind of like the uh, press conference room. Yeah. But on a team, like a Microsoft, I don't know if your work is using Zoom or Microsoft Teams, but they use Microsoft Teams pretty much because they're sponsored by Microsoft, the NFL. There you go. So, uh I thought it worked out well. I did ask him. I couldn't really get him the bite. Uh, we'll probably hear it a little bit later. But remember, I was, we were talking like, how do you? What personalities are going to win the day when you're talking to the meeting and you do it to, yep. to everybody in the room and and you're sitting in your office essentially being, hey guys, we're gonna go win the Super Bowl. For you sure. know, <laughs> I mean, you know that. <laughs> or when you're like, what the heck was that today at practice? Yeah, yeah, right. That's. Yep. I'm curious on what that looks like and how that changes when you're sitting in a room by yourself. Yeah. What is <laughs> addressing what, people? What is the reception when someone's trying to yell at you or give you praise over a TV? Essentially, you know. <laughs> I could. I yeah. I yeah. could. He said though it's 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 not bad, and he said the that the you know Perkins and and the guys uh, the video guys have been able to put couple of monitors in so he can see the players reacting to him okay. or at least you know if they're sleeping <laughs> that's, that's the big one yeah. he didn't say that but yeah. i did well, that's what uh, it is and then but I, then i followed up i'm like well what if you want to yell at him yeah he's like well i'm not much of a yeller he didn't really bite uh, but come on every coach yells in a team meeting at some point don't they <laughs> just oh that, come on yeah this is football isn't it last time i checked yeah of course there's gonna be yelling in meetings uh, i just picture him like Getting off the video screen, all of a sudden he just goes dark, and all of a sudden he just comes in the meeting room and he violates the whole <laughs> protocol. And like, I'm trying to get my point yes. across, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like, where'd he go? Now he's in the room. Now he's in the room. That's all right. awesome. That's yeah. a great visual. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's the wild thing. He said. He said they're doing it. He's called it interactive when they're all in the building together mm. and they're doing this on the teams, like whether it's coach a staff meeting or not. They they call it interactive. They're not all in the same room. If they're outside the building, that's when they're calling virtual. So like anything that like the the rookies back at the hotel or or guys at home, that's they say virtual. So they have some kind of verbiage yeah. of what's going on. Uh, I just think it's kind of tricky. It, I couldn't get him to, to talk a little bit more about it, but it, he did do a good job of painting the picture of what it looks like in there, what they have, and and uh, some of the things that we talked about the other day. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's a little bit challenging, but it's it's interesting. They've been out on the football field now four times with the rookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've seen them. 
But again, he was asked about the rookies and what they the first impressions kind of, and he's like, what can you tell? They're doing a good job walking out yeah. there on the grass. I mean, you know, and he wasn't trying to be a jerk. He was just like, it's that time of year. And yeah. that's what, when, when he said that, I was like, this is OTAs. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying you can identify exactly what can't, like a, a first three days of camp, what a rookie looks like when you're at camp. But I just feel like with the fans out there, there's a little more buzz. There's the usual camp setting that we know. It's hot. Like there's a, a little bit more than walkthroughs right now. Walkthroughs remind me a little more of OTAs, and that's not really factual. Like OTAs aren't walkthroughs, oh, no, but it kind of reminds me more of that. It's a little more low key. Things aren't as amped up. Everything's slowed down. Yeah. You know, like obviously, if, if you're trying to explain something to to a player or show a technique, like you slow it down. If someone makes a mistake, you know, you can call off the drill and slow it down for those players to kind of comprehend a little bit. Obviously, in training camp, it's a little more higher intensity. It's obviously faster paced, and you don't have time to just to wait on somebody if they're not getting it. So this is obviously, right now, it's like the teaching period, and they're trying to acclimate them to what's about to come. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. So, yeah. again, here we are, and I've tried to tell everybody, and I've tried to tell myself, August 12th will be a better indication of what camp looks like, what the football team kind of looks like. But even then, I think we're talking uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, probably August 17th, mm-hmm. when they probably really start ramping up. That's the ramp-up period to the season. That's the week where we'll start to be able to say, ah, that guy looked pretty good, or and we'll be able to attend those. So we'll at least be able to be more of the a voice for the fans uh, for what we can report. There'll still be restrictions yeah. on what can be reported. So that's a little bit uh, going on there. The uh, They're keeping 90 guys. Yeah. Here's the thing. You have the ability. I, I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you're coaching this football team, mm-hmm. you have two options. You could keep 90 guys on the roster, mm-hmm. and you have to split up practices with 90 guys. You cannot practice as a 90-man roster. Or you have 80 guys on the roster, mm-hmm. and you can practice. All together. I was a little surprised it's only that the 10 make the difference, but you can spread out 80 guys across the field. Now, you got to be sure there's a, there's a lot of restrictions on top of that, yeah. but you don't have to split practice up. OK, mm-hmm. uh, where with the 90 you do and what that even means, you know, half the team could be meeting while the other team's out on the feet, walk through. You know, again, this is until August 16th, mm-hmm. which I think we all have to be aware of when I ask this question. This is a slow ramp up time. This is conditioning and walkthrough time. This is not training camp as you know it time. Uh, so if you were the coach, if you were the GM, the front office, which they had to wrestle with this decision, which would you prefer? How important are those 10 extra players? Of this team we're talking about, right? Yeah. Of the team I know right now. So listen, well, first of all, you know, 10 extra players. I mean, the fact that there's that much of a difference to me is a little ridiculous. It seems but a little it, ridiculous. But, but it is what it is. You know, let's go ahead and follow the rules. And let's stick to the protocols. If I'm Dave Caldwell, if I'm Doug Marone, I'm rolling with the 90 guys. I'm I'm taking those 10 extra guys. Now, maybe you're listening um, in your car at home saying, well, Austin, it's only 10 extra guys, and you have to adjust practice because of that. Why would you only you know try to bring along 10 extra guys? And my reason would be this. If you go back to last year's team, you know, a team that won six games, and you go from top to bottom in terms of the talent on that roster right now, to me, there's a lot of spots that are open right now for to see who the starter is going to be. Okay, There's a lot of spots that are open, number one, and number two, depth right now is a plenty. 
And when you have the youngest team in the NFL, you have to try to evaluate as many guys as you can. If I could bring 120 guys to camp, then I'm bringing 120 guys to camp. Mm. Right? Because the last thing I want to do right now is let those diamonds in the rough fall through the cracks. Okay? The last thing Doug Marone wants to do right now, or Dave Cole wants to do, is one of those undrafted guys that they brought in. And obviously, you know, you trust your scouts here in their evaluation of the talent. Scouts are getting paid too. So you trust that they've done their due diligence to bring the proper guys in that fit your team. So if you trust your scouts and you have these guys here that are undrafted, the last thing you want to see happen is one of those undrafted guys fall through the cracks and all of a sudden he's a pro bowler someplace else and you had him in your training camp. So that's why I want as many guys as possible. I want to see as many looks, as many personalities, and obviously as many skills as possible so I can try to evaluate the best talent to push things forward for this team. It's a, it's a good call, and I will. it's interesting you said it that way because you kind of echoed – first of all, Marone had a decision to make in that respect, and he chose 90 Yeah. for now. Uh, secondly, you kind of echoed what he said later on about a different topic, and that was how hard is it for the young players to make the football team. He actually addressed it and brought it up. He's like, this is going to be a challenging camp for a young player, not only to make this football team, but to make any team because you get that tape in those preseason games and yeah. other teams keep an eye on that tape. They're watching that. They have the ability to see that. Of course. So we knew that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, once I mean, they canceled preseason games, that. we talked about undrafted free agents going to be really hard, mm-hmm. but not only undrafted free agents, he kind of put them all in as young players. So to your point, he said that and also said all the work, the, the frustrating part of that, and I'm kind of using that word, he didn't, is that all the work that the scouts put in, right, the, the front office put in, the coaches put in, the input to draft guys in the later rounds, bring guys in as undrafted free agents, like them and say, hey, this could be a good fit. You really might not get a chance to see that work pay off or play out. Because yeah. of the lack of preseason games, the lack of opportunity to see those guys on the football field as you try to get your main, what I would say, 40 guys ready to go. And this this is what it comes down to, how you're going to operate practice and how you're going to operate this training camp. And I get it. The NFL right now is a copycat league. You know, I mean, if a team that wins the Super Bowl does it a certain way, more than likely other teams have to follow suit a little bit. This is going to be different, though, right? Because every team right now in the rosters are constructed differently. The Jacksonville Jaguars are constructed a lot differently right now than the Baltimore Ravens, right? So one can make an excuse and say, you know what? I think Baltimore's main job right now is to stay healthy, you know, keep everybody obviously in that quarantine bubble um, because they have a really good shot of winning a Super Bowl. Now, there's probably some depth here or there, but for the most part, Baltimore is set in the roster. Jacksonville, on the other hand, obviously coming off a six-win season, there's a lot of progress to make. There's a lot of new guys here where you have to get a proper look at. So with that being said, to me, you have to you have to ramp up practice now just because, once again, those preseason games are canceled. So it's all about, number one, I mean, for most importantly, keeping the guys healthy. But there's a fine line between keeping guys healthy and also evaluating the talent the best of your abilities. Yeah, it's a challenging thing, uh, no doubt about it. Challenging for the rookies, challenging for the coaching staff, but really challenging for the young players and the rookies. They have to adapt, and you're going to find out who can adapt and, and quickly <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, just flourish. And sometimes, by the way, if you're just super talented, that stuff doesn't matter. But if you're on the verge, you're on the bubble, I should say, well, those things matter. You know, preparation. It just depends what kind of personality you have. Like I, I always say this. When I played baseball, I had to talk. Mm. Like I, I try, Like I had to 
like talk the game in between pitches. There was so much downtime. Sure. So I had to do it. I tried not to on occasion, and I just didn't feel like I was involved in the game. In the game, it Of course, I played the outfield, so I had to. There's a lot of downtime. Sure. And so for me, like I had to do it. Like it wasn't. Sometimes it was probably annoying the teammates, but I had to for my own preparation for me to feel like I was playing. I had to talk the game. Simple stuff, yeah. but had to talk the game. Everybody gets ready for a game a different way. Everybody gets ready for their practices, for work, for whatever, a different way. This is going to favor the guys that aren't like me and could care less what's going on around them and just go play. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, well, keep in mind right now, too. So we're talking about, you know, quote unquote, training camp starting up. It hasn't officially started up in terms of what we see on the field. Right. But one thing you can take away from it right now um, and that, you know, the Jaguars have the advantage of is keep in mind who they drafted this year. OK, there, there there's a lot of rumors on social media, a lot of talks going on saying, oh, they got a bunch of choir boys. Right. They're, they're, they're a bunch of goody goodies. Well, to me, and I think you agree with me here, they're a bunch of high IQ guys, right? I think even some of the undrafted free agents are a bunch of high IQ guys. And it kind of shows you right now that Dave Caldwell, Doug Marone, are looking for this a certain type of football player to try to meet this culture and turn things around a little bit. As opposed to a couple years ago, maybe take the risks a little bit in terms of maybe some guys had the off-the-field issues, things of that nature. Now it seems like they're going after guys who are more you know, well-balanced, let's just say, and once again, high football IQ guys. That's where you can find out right now when you're on the board, when you're doing these walkthroughs, what type of IQ guys you have. You know, so by the, the time training camp starts, you kind of have an idea of, all right, I have to coach this guy this way. I have to coach this guy that way. And you kind of get a feel for that. So at least there's a little, you know, I guess, silver lining in all this chaos right now. Yeah. Uh, were you coming in 2010? Mm-hmm. Would you have been all over the place in this setting, nervous in this setting, I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of were an ele- uh, 11 because of the lockout, right? Yeah. That would have been your second year. That was my second year. Um, so there, you had a, a you, you were a young player in a, in a weird situation. Sure. Everything's starting late. So I guess actually you were there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, young is young, first or second year. But, I mean, put yourself in your rookie setting and that second year Whoa. setting. And uh, I know you're just a, hey, go get the quarterback guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but how no. much is your head spinning and your nerves? Listen, I going? so, I mean – Compared to, obviously, my rookie year in 2010 to that lockout year, yeah, the lockout year was a little frustrating because it was the unknown, right? Like, we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't know when we were going to start practicing. We didn't know when we had a report. Like, there was a lot of question marks out there. But thankfully, you know, we had veterans that kind of kept us informed a little bit. That kind of made us comfortable. And keep in mind, that was my second year. So I had a pretty good grasp of how things went. And once again, that line of communication between the veterans and the younger guys, I mean, it, it worked dividends for us my rookie year was just dude it's it's you're in the nfl now it's chaotic everything's faster everyone's stronger the, the playbooks are more complicated right coaches are yelling at you more than they did in college like everything is literally different and when i try to imagine what a rookie's going through right now just to have that um you know and I, I don't want to say nervousness but kind of like just that anxiety, anxiety where it's like yeah i mean yeah. like yeah we get ready to roll well you have that anxiety and on top of it now you have to learn you know a new playbook you have coaches that are all over it's just there's a lot right now to take in as a rookie so to me it's like your rookie year combining it with your lockout year which i could never imagine man because i had enough anxiety just coming in in a regular season back in 2010 i cannot imagine what these rookies are going through right now most anxiety, uh, freshman year of high school, freshman year of college, oh. <laughs> rookie in NFL, or first uh, MMA fight? Man, that's a great question. You know, 
So I have to go freshman year of high school simply for the fact that uh, for hey, an MMA fight. Oh no, yeah. So get this though. So uh, and you have to keep in mind where I come from in, in Iola, Scandinavia, Wisconsin. It's a very small town, but we take football very seriously. I mean, it's 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 kind of like Texas, where Friday nights the town shuts down, everyone's there cheering on the T-Birds. My freshman year, um, an upperclassman thought it would be a good idea the very first day at training camp to hide my cleats. Um, so I didn't have my cleats. So literally, I'm, you know, it's my first day of practice. I'm excited. You know, I got my practice jersey on. I'm putting those cotton pants that are like 10 pounds. Remember like the old school oh, yeah. cotton? Didn't oh, yeah. breathe at all. Oh, yeah. Horrible, man. <laughs> you want to talk about resistance training? Those cotton pants when you're sweating in the middle of summer, it's out of control. So I'm putting these cotton pants on, put my helmet on. I'm like, where, where are my cleats? My cleats are gone. And literally, I couldn't find my cleats. So now I'm like, well, do I tell a coach? What do I do? So I'm, dude, I'm, sh- like, I'm shaking. You know, this is like my very first practice of my high school career, and my cleats are gone. Somebody hit them. So I go to coach, you know, and coach is like, well, what, what do you mean you lost them? How do you lose your – so, like, it's my fault. Like, I could have swore my cleats are in my locker. Now I'm thinking, like, well, did I not bring them? Like, did I misplace them? Is this my fault? Should I even play football? Like, dude, I'm having all, like, these mental gymnastics go through me. So, literally – we walk out on the field, and I don't have cleats on. And coach is like, somebody better tell me where Austin Lane's cleats are, or we're running. We're running right now. So people started – so that he made people run. Well, I'm not kidding, Brett. He made people run while I'm sitting there cleatless. And I'm like, can somebody just please come forward? Eventually, one of my very good friends – what's up, Jack Marks talking to you? Well, one of my good friends, Jack Marks, hit my cleats on me. I have to look the third sprint. He's like, all right, it was me. His cleats are behind, like, the water cooler in the locker room. And there they were. But like that that was my introduction to football, high school football, man. I love the fact that you actually went out there with no cleats what, on. What am I supposed to do? What, what am I supposed to do? I guess nothing. Yeah. Sneakers? Yeah, I mean, I, I literally out there like in my high football socks, you know, and just soggy because the, the fuel was a little moist and everything. So, yeah, just wet socks them the whole day. Jack Marks? Jack Marks. How big is Jack? Jack, it's... <laughs> so, Jack is... Ty- I mean... Tiny comparable to me. He he was our like our starting halfback. So he was probably like a good five ten stocky, you know, probably at the time one ninety five. How tall were you then? Uh I was six four, hundred and eighty five pounds. Oh, so he was messing with the big guy even then. Messing with the big guy. I was hundred and eighty five pounds once again. Can't reiterate that enough. Yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if, as your career went along, he regretted that and wondered <laughs> no, if you'd show up at his door. No, no trust me, man. But you're good buddies hey, with well, him. Well, we're good buddies. You know how I operate, Brent. Obviously, I got payback, so that's all I'm going to say. I can't really tell that story, but I got payback. <laughs> I can't tell the story. Can't tell that story, but I got, got payback. FCC approved. You better believe it. Oh, now, that's a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, get ready, freshman in high school. Yeah, man. <laughs> Where's my cleats? Where are my cleats? Check behind the water cooler <laughs> in the locker room. Now you're talking. Good idea. Yes, sir. Hey. Uh, we'll take a time out. We come back. We talk a little bit more uh, NFL. What's the latest college football? What's the SEC going to do? Top of the hour, Jason Christie from the Iceman will join us. Talk a little hockey. Yeah, hockey's coming up. NBA as well. NBA games on ESPN 690 tonight. Lakers, Clippers. Doesn't get much better than that to resume the NBA season. We'll have it all for you on the way back on ESPN 690. 
as a coach, you know, you love for that perfect harmony between, you know, management and the player as far as the business end of things. And I think when you look at it, you know, both both sides, you know, have rights from a management side to a player side. I think as a coach, you're always looking for a solution, you know, that you can, you know, you know, be part of to, to help bring parties together. But, you know, Dave would probably be able better to speak on where everything is at as far as, you know, talks or whether they've talked or not, because with all the stuff that we've had, really the majority of my time has been able you know really been with the protocols of keeping the players safe and being able to see what the best way is to ramp this thing up that's doug marone talking about uh, yannick and gakway the business side of things uh, really nothing doing there's nothing doing and nothing will be happening it doesn't look like uh where else you want to go with the on talk i mean stuck in the sand everybody buried in their own beliefs on this one and not a lot of movement. Uh, that, that's that's as simple as can be. I told you last week said I've heard that like nobody's talking to Yon, like coaches aren't talking to Yon. I think at times in some of these things there would be some conversation between player who's handling a business situation and say, keep them up to date on things and, and yeah. everything. I don't think there's that right now. I think there might have been that last year mm-hmm. during this stretch. I don't think there's that uh, from what I've heard. And I, I think Marone more or less said something similar today. The fact that he hasn't talked to him. Yeah. I mean, you can make the case. Can you make the case that Yannick Ngakwe is their best player? Um, There's a pretty strong case. You know, I think one could say maybe Josh Allen just because. But that was a one-year thing, right? Yeah. And, and, I think and I'm the, talking best player on the football team. I mean, can you say he's better than Leonard Fournette, DJ Char? Yeah, yeah. Can you say he's better than Brandon Lynn? I mean, is he your your guy your star player he would have by the way well, listen, if they could have come to an agreement he'd have the richest deal of on course the team. and listen for, i think that the past three years have been very indicative that yeah he probably uh, the, built to his resume right now what we've seen the past three years or he can go back longer with other players i think right now he's got the strongest resume um on that team yeah so yeah so the best player then does it surprise you then the lack of communication no no, because not in this situation. Not at all. Because let's be honest here. Yannick Ngakwe wants one thing. He wants out of Jacksonville. Okay. Um, so if you can't give that to him, I think he's coming from the base now where if you don't give me what I want, what's the point of even talking to you? I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. I'm training. I'm, I'm doing good. Yada, yada, yada. But I think the time now for small talk and just catching up is over. You know, I think he's kind of um, stood himself in the ground of what he believes, and obviously the Jaguars feel the same way. So I don't really see any um, terms of reconciling anytime soon. So with that being said, I think it's just uh, all sound on the, on the Western front right let, now. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, one more thought on, on the on front. Some of this might be business, right? Some be like, hey. Uh, maybe it's the front office, Caldwell and, and mm-hmm. Bulky and those guys, or maybe it's Shad Khan, or maybe maybe this is a directive from Shad Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could come from those two places. Say, hey, coaches, uh, uh-uh. position coach Todd Wash, Doug Marone, we're not talking. Mm-hmm. Not talking until something gets figured out. So I know that's uh, you, normally you would. Uh, I know you like the guy. I, I know he could be a big part of the team, but right now, quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm. So that could be the order. Is it possible that the coaching staff at all, Marone, especially Marone, Mm -hmm. has taken umbrage with the stand of Ngakwe, that he wants out of Jacksonville so bad, and this is my football team. If, if, if If I'm the guy, if I'm the boss, 
And I understand it's Shad Khan's football team and Tony Khan and Dave Caldwell, but it's Doug Marone's football team. And you got a player basically saying, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, I don't want to play for you. Mm-hmm. Could the play, I mean, could the coaches take umbrage with that on their own? Do you think there's even a little bit of animosity in that way? Or do you think this is more an order by the organization be like, listen, we're not going to have communication? So you mean umbrage between, do you think Doug Marone wants communications, what you're saying for the yes. betterment? Yeah. Well, guess what? Let's be honest here. Regardless of how. Or do you think he's doing it on his own is what I'm saying. Do you think it's an order from the top? Or is it, do you think he's like, nah, screw that guy. We ain't talking to him until he says, until either he figures it out. Yeah. But, but we're not, we're not going to coach him up for him to go play with another team. He doesn't want to be here. I don't want to talk to him. Listen. I think Doug Marone understands the business, right? And, like, in terms of making it personal, like, Yannick Ngakwe has never called out Doug Marone as far as I know, right? He, now, he, really he called out Tony Khan and things like that, yeah. and that's another side. But I think from Doug Marone's perspective, they're okay as far as I know. He also hasn't that, said, hey, I love Doug or anything no, like for that. Sure, for sure, butt. for sure. But with that being said, though, listen, regardless of what happens this year, regardless of the Jacksonville Jaguars win two games or they win ten games, guess what? Shad Khan's job is safe. All right, the front office job is safe. Or sure. other than that, the part, ownership. Yeah, the ownership is safe. Doug Marone's job is not safe. Okay, now I, I don't know how much of an excuse you can use for the the COVID nineteen um, pandemic for you know your record this year, whatever the case. So my my point is, Doug Marone's job is not safe. So to me, if I'm Doug Marone, I would at least try my best to try to have a little form of communication with Yannick Ngakwe because let's assume that Yannick Ngakwe does come back. Well, guess what? If he comes back and plays, that helps my team win. Regardless, regardless of the optics, the culture, if Ngakwe comes back, that helps my team win. Yeah. If I'm Doug Marone, that's what I need to happen. Okay. Yeah. I need wins more than anything right now. So with that being said, I think if you have a little line of communication with Yannick Ngakwe, that's only going to help things. Obviously, if he doesn't, you know, if he does turn in turn come uh, come back to the team. Yeah, that's so, a big if, obviously, but yeah, it's no, no different than if Jamal Adams didn't get traded. Mm-hmm. Adam Gase isn't going to be like, listen, I don't want that guy to play for us. No, he, we need him to help us. Well, why wouldn't he want him? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. care if he called me out and said sure. all this stuff. Yeah. We need to win. Yep. Goose, you tweeted within the last hour. You got a, a message. Good afternoon. We need people who can put Baby Ruth candy decal on their vehicle. We offer $500 weekly. For more information. What did I make here? Say yes. <laughs> How do we all what? sign up for that? I responded, sure. Yeah, I'm it in. said respond, say yes, not sure. That's probably why I haven't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the damn rules, Goose. Baby Ruth, huh? Is that real? Are these things real? You did I respond. It's totally a scam. You I responded. Yeah. I, I said sure to see if it was actually a person. <laughs> Listen, anytime someone comes in Goose's mentions or messages, he responds, man. He's excited. Yeah. You know? He starts to get verified on Twitter. Where did he get in between do I get cut? Yeah. <laughs> Baby Ruth. When we come back, something we hardly ever talk about here on the show. It's on Action Sports Jacks on the ESPN 6. You're going to be good. I'll be all right. All right, cool. See you there. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.